0: Wilder, hey Hollister, how are ya? Sha na 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 na, I live for today. How am I? na 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 live for today and don't worry about tomorrow. Anyway, um, today is Pachinko. I. It's an intergenerational saga of love, loss, sacrifice, and joy. I really struggled with those four words because putting them all together, Jesus Christ, add the history (laughs) of Japanese racism that I never even knew existed. And you will realize yeah. that it's worth a semester of Korean studies from Harvard University. Yes. Um, yeah. That we have to add that it's presented in one of the most stunning cinematography triumphs I have ever witnessed on the screen, with a cast that must have been practicing their entire lives for the roles that they were really fortunate enough to be given in this. It. I'm going to start weeping. It takes place in Korea and Japan and New York City, and it goes back a hundred years, and it blew me away from the opening scene, which I think is one of the strongest I've ever seen in a film or a series. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a fine wine. You should savor it, not drink it, you know, like a cold bottle of water
1: at the end of a tennis game. And what do you have to say? Should we just wrap that up now? (laughs) Yeah, I think we're good. I think you covered it all. I mean, it it is. It's a beautiful show. Oh, my God. I'm really glad you chose it. I'm fascinated by it. You know, I've always my my family's practiced Korean martial arts for a long time and so tangentially known a little bit about the Japanese occupation of Korea and the relationship but not it, it's not something I studied and you know our quote-unquote world history in public school, uh, it doesn't. It's it's all European history. It's not really world history. Um, so this wasn't an area that's really covered unless you're studying it in college. And I've been fascinated by it. Yeah, I will I, say I I'm much more interested in that storyline than I am in the 1980s storyline that has to do with the grandson. I'm just don't find that as, as interesting. Oh, see, I, I,
0: and I love it because I really think it shows. In fact, I read an interview or I saw an interview as I was doing the research for our talk today, and they talked about how three generations down, the fact that that first generation struggle mm-hmm. could show up in that kid three generations Further along mm-hmm. was such an important aspect in terms of immigration and what generation after generation goes through. And, you know, my family's been here since the Mayflower which is not something i say with pride because we killed everybody who helped us and we were really brutal people but but i don't have that kind of connection to historical immigration mm-hmm. and the fact that that third generation and we can see him struggling with it i think makes it all the better i think it's really worth it i find
1: the relationship with the family interesting i just don't find his storyline to be nearly as interesting as Sunja's storyline. I think Sunja's storyline is just... Yeah, Yeah, well... And every iteration of her is so captivating
0: and every actor who's playing her is so good brings it they bring oh my one, goodness you know thank god they all brought it because each yes. one is so fabulous that if one lacked we would really be struggling with it but listen we have to start with the book so pachinko is the second novel by get this she lives in harlem journalist Jean lee it was published in 2017 And it's an epic historical fiction novel following a Korean family who's immigrating to Japan. But she was born in Seoul, South Korea, and Mm. immigrated to Queens, New York, with her family when she was seven. So Mm. she's a graduate of the Bronx High School of Science, and she attended, get this, law school at Georgetown University. And then she worked as a lawyer for several years before going to Rightful Time. But here's the clincher. From 2007 to 2011, she went to Tokyo where she researched and wrote Pachinko. And I think, God, what an immersion into, you know, I mean, Tokyo is not now what it was then. And coming from somebody who came over from South Korea when she was six, for -hmm. her to go there for five years to research this, Anyway, as of the fall of 2019, she'll be based in New York, where she'll be working on an, on her third of an, in trilogy. This was her second book. She hmm. serves as a trustee of Pan America, and um, I cannot speak more strongly. I, I don't know. The book, you know, it reminds me of Roots, which came out in the 70s, and Roots was like, I think it was six parts, and every night for a week and a half, for the first time, yeah. America was riveted to the history of, of slavery, which we never knew in that depth. And I think this is the same thing for that situation
1: that Roots was, but I think it's so much better done. Well, it's, it's interesting because I haven't read the book. I'll be honest that I have not read the book, but in the storytelling and how they're telling the story, it really reminded me of 100 years of solitude. Yep. Like this it, this really yep. intergenerational family and the, the struggles that the grandmother had gone through that she keeps from the rest of the family because the next generation is supposed to have it better. And she's so strong and she's so, she's so fascinating. Right. And it's really interesting to me because you, you don't really see that strength in her until she has to stand on her own. You see that she's capable, but you don't really see her so rooted until she's away from her mother. And the growth of this character, the arc of this character and Yun Young-jun who uh, won an Oscar for her her role in Minari plays the older version of Sunja who's uh, oh, the, the grandmother Amazing. Amazing. she's unbelievable Amazing. she's just unbelievable but I have to say Minakim who who yep. plays the teenage version of Sunja in I think it's early nineteen thirties. This is before World War II. You can't look away from her when she's on the screen. She's mesmerizing. She's just mesmerizing. mesmerizing. And
0: not because she's a beauty, but because she's,
1: yeah. Well, she is, but also she's just so, she's so talented.
0: One of the things that struck me is this is a saga based on decisions, individual Mm -hmm. decisions that so many people in it make. And each decision is a life changing, goalpost changing decision. I've never seen a series or a saga that each time they make a decision, you think, well, you know what? What courage and bravery it took for you to make that decision. Well, it's so rooted One, in character. Oh
1: my God, totally, right? It's not just plot driven. It's the people that are encapsulated in this situation, right? And the hardships that they've had to endure and the way that they were abused and taken advantage of by the Japanese is it's so well told, but it also puts you right in their shoes. You understand exactly how and why each decision is made and, and how they end up where they end up.
0: Um, Well, not only that, you know, that's really well said. You're right. Maybe that's one of the things that I think sets it apart I, I really haven't
1: seen anything this good in a really, really long time. It's absolutely worthwhile. I will yeah. say you have to read most of it. And what's fascinating, what, I, no, uh, what I'm really I th- interested th- I'm in. I'm doing
0: the dub version. Are you doing the dub version? No. Oh, that ruins every show. But, what is wrong with you? I know you're ab- By the way, I know you're right because. The dub version, they're not very good actors. No,
1: I know, it's but, not them.
0: I know. But you know what? I, look, I'm I'm a little older than you and I'm just tired. And I, you know, I had hip replacement. Ugh. A lot's going on. Look, okay, don't fine. judge me, I'll but- give
1: you a pass on this one, <laughs> but only this one.
0: Okay. I know <laughs> I'm going to watch this more than once. And so the next time, maybe I won't watch it that way. Well,
1: what's really interesting about the subtitles is that the show takes place in three different languages. It takes place in English but it also takes place in Korean and Japanese. And they're doing it color coded. They're doing They're color coded. <laughs> and it's it's so interesting cuz there are moments where you can tell that there are some characters that don't understand what's being said around them. And it's just so well done. I mean, there are moments where when Sunja has first come to Japan and her I don't want to give it away, but the people she's with are speaking in Japanese. And you can tell she has no idea what they're saying because she has not yet learned how to speak Japanese. She knows a little Japanese to get by in the market and stuff. She doesn't know how to read. She doesn't know how to read. Um, Or write. It's just like the things that we take for granted as Americans or growing up in a society that has education for all children, right? She didn't have any of that.
0: You know, look, everybody says if you want to do a great film, you have to show, not tell. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing that stands out. We understand the culture, the depth of the culture of these things. There's one scene, I think it's in episode four, and basically her mother's making white rice so that she can taste the rice. And the rice comes up in a number of different places within the series. Mm -hmm. But the way she made that rice, I will never eat white rice again without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's so... Beautifully done. It is not hurried. It is Mm -hmm. not rushed. And yet, you know how you watch a series that's, you know, many episodes and you think, well, they could have shortened it. Not one minute can be taken out of this. Well, and it's,
1: they make you appreciate everything that she's gone through and that her parents went through and that her children are going through. And it's, I just watched the latest episode and there's, there's a really pivotal scene between Sunja and her grandson. And she asks him if he thinks he's had a difficult life. And he he kind of looks at her disparagingly and says, you too, like, I'm never going to have the difficulties that you had, right? I'm never going to win that fight. But that doesn't mean that my life isn't hard also. Yeah. yeah. And it is so fascinating because you're watching her story and you're seeing the struggles that she went through and that they didn't have enough to eat and how poor they were and and just... I mean, this isn't poverty in America. This is her widowed mother runs a boarding house and can barely afford to feed them if she's lucky right? And this is at a time when we there was no convenience, right? She walks into town every day to go to the market. And it's God knows how far. But, but you know,
0: it's funny listening to you describe it. I don't even think you should continue. Yeah, because you, you can't, can't, you, can't describe, you can't capture it. As you're describing, it, I'm thinking, well, but that's not it. You know, like, yeah, you ha- you it's have so to, much more. Oh, and I think it's because, of course, because I'm listening to a dubbed version, um, I can tell you that the one weakness I saw was in the
1: script, but I don't know that that's true because I'm, I don't think that's true. I know. I'm sure you're right. I'm I will sure tell right. you yeah. in, in reading it <laughs> as I am, it's very strong. And in the dubbed version, they cheat. It's not the same lines that they're saying in in the exactly. language. So, well, you, which by the way is obvious. <laughs> yeah, but it's so well done. But I
0: I think it's something to watch as a family, but the kids can't be too young because there's a lot of pain in it. There oh, is a this. lot of pain so in it. So here's the part. All right, do you know what pachinko means?
1: I mean, I know the game pachinko, but I don't yeah. know what the word means.
0: Okay. So the word's a Japanese word that comes from pachin derived from the sound the game machines make. Yeah. <laughs> and the diminutive suffix ko means little, small. So... Small sounds. Pa-ching, pa-ching. <laughs> yeah, small sounds. So Pachinko dates back to nineteen fifty-three. I just think it's an interesting name. Now they do have these pinball machines in there, and there's a message within the pinball machines because mm-hmm. you can you can adjust a pinball machine so that it doesn't win all the time. And basically one of the things the man says as he's as they're adjusting them is look, but I was taught to respect the players enough to say I should celebrate when they win. And I should have empathy for when they lose. So I, I but I think as that, he's moving
1: the nails so that they can't win. That's true. That Okay. you got a point. Okay. But I think it's an interesting name. I do. I, I can't recommend the series highly enough. Justin Chan is one of the producers and one of the directors and he and Lauren Nee is oh my God. also a really accomplished writer who's on it and both of them are so talented. What wait what else have they I didn't look this up. What else have they done? Lauren nee is a playwright. She's had quite a few pieces produced nationally. She's very she's very talented. I saw a show of hers that was um it was also about her family intergenerationally within Chinatown in San Francisco, which was really fantastic. And Justin Chan's, he's not really an up-and-coming director anymore. I kind of met him when he was more in the up-and-coming side of things, but he's done Ms. Purple, which was a big movie for him. He's also an actor. You would have seen him in... Oh, he also wrote and directed a movie called gook that was out of sundance a couple of years ago yeah and ama- it's amazing. very powerful amazing so all
0: right now we have to talk about the intro it's funny the west wing which everybody knows is one of my favorite series you know it has music intro that after a while you start to skip it but you appreciate mm-hmm. that the- i don't ever want to skip the opening okay you know we got to start we're going to go ahead and play a little bit of it right now because i need to talk about the genesis of it
1: People seem to find and how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds by chasing after money and dreams that can't come true I'm glad that we are different we've better things to do may others plan the future I'm busy loving you one two three four
0: okay so you've just heard the beginning of it. Let's Live For Today that was the grassroots in 1967. I remember when this song came out. And we screamed this song. Like It's so funny they chose it because they're really not my generation. But we screamed this song because we're in the middle of Vietnam. And mm-hmm. it's like, when I think of all the worries people seem to find and how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds by chasing after money and dreams that can't come true, I'm glad we are different. We've better things to do. May others plan their future. I'll be busy loving you. Okay, so... From the start, Hugh had this, like, conception of the title sequence that he wanted. And he wanted it to be a catchy, nostalgic tune. Um, and as Zuo explains, the Pachinko showrunner wanted a very iconic song like the old days when we were sitting in front of TV, excited to hear the theme song and dancing to it, waiting for the show to begin. Mm-hmm. So they finally picked this song, and it was a cover song, actually, by the Rokes. They have the British band singing it. But then they had all of the actors dance to it in their own way because they it's wanted, amazing. Well, they wanted to show, and they said, be in character and dance to it. So you see this amazing dance sequence from all of the actors, and you can see each of their little things about them in it. It's just a beautiful beginning that I've watched every single time. I have not yeah, skipped it. Once. You don't want to skip it. No, I, no, I only no. skipped
1: it today to make sure that I finished the episode in time for us to talk about this. Yeah. But when the, when the little girl, Sinja, the youngest version of Sinja, comes out and two of the older gentlemen in the show are like cheering her on as she dances. It's like, you can't help but enjoy everything that they're doing and then you then you watch the show and it's like sadness and despair at every turn.
0: but that's why I added the word joy yeah because there is joy Mm -hmm. there is joy you know I mean even the mistakes that these people make along the way they they were choices that I'm sure some of them would have made differently but there's Mm -hmm. joy in life no matter how desolate life is
1: and I well in there we're on episode six now I think there's eight episodes so we are actually really just getting into the choices that Sunja made after you know there are things that happened in her life that led her to a certain place and I had some questions that they're now starting to get to in the show of her descendants and how she ended up where she is and what happened with other people that are surrounding her in her life. And I'm so excited for the next episodes because we're finally going to, it's getting, it's getting a little bit melodramatic, but not like because yeah. her, her well, first love interest... Well, there a lot of things to wrap up. It's got a lot of Yeah, her of work, first love yeah. interest is a little Snidely Whiplash. She's becoming a little bit like the mustache twirling villain. But otherwise, I, I think the show is great.
0: Oh my God, amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing.
1: Everybody should watch it.
0: But you should watch it with the subtitles, not with the dubbing. Okay, I understand. <laughs> A little tired. Next time I watch it, I will do that. Okay, and I beg you not to watch it one right after another, right after No, take your time. You've got to savor it. Yeah. You've got to savor it. You gotta mm-hmm. savor it, gotta savor it. I don't have anything else to add other than I believe I have to say this is one of the best series I've ever seen. Would you agree? I mean,
1: Apple is really knocking it out of oh. the park. I just finished Severance. I don't know if anybody kept going with that show. I did but, not. Do I need to ugh. go back? I love it. It does end on quite the cliffhanger for season 2 and they have been approved for a season 2, but it's uh it's really something. It's very much challenging the work culture life that my generation lives in and it's just fascinating. And it's like it's really trippy and confusing and and just so well done.
0: Okay, and when I was watching it I thought, "What the hell did they spend on this? How much money did they put into it so i looked I it don't up i know that it's that expensive is it this is the bizarre part didn't you think it was expensive i mean these i think it's well designed oh, but it's pretty God. simple I, I don't i know i thought it was going to be very it, okay they've got the entire budget was 130 million for this season okay which i thought was like what that's all okay but i ha- and we have to compare that to the fact that the last season of game of thrones was 90 million dollars
1: That's Game of Thrones. Are you sure? 130 million? Yep. I mean, I wonder how much of that is above the line, meaning like top tier actors, Ben Stiller's, these are not actors that were paid kajillions of dollars. Right. So I'm, but I, it doesn't, I don't know. I think, I think the sets. I think it's well-designed. I just didn't think it was that complicated. But even the background people,
0: you know, every time you go into that
1: market, that's a huge, anyway. Oh, you're talking about pachinko. I thought you were talking about severance. No, I'm talking about Pachinko. Oh, Pachinko, I believe it. Yes, yeah. Pachinko, yeah. I believe it. Absolutely. Yeah, 130 it's, mil. it's three different periods. Oh it's, my God, right. It's but- so stunning. They had to create so much of that because none of it exists anymore.
0: Well, not only that, when you think that Game of Thrones final season was 90 million... Okay. And Game of Thrones had really big dollars for the actors, Mm -hmm. huge dollars. And it had a lot more number one actors, you know, starring Mm -hmm. roles. You know, I give it to them. Thank you for spending the money needed to make it what it is. You know, you got to give it to Apple. Apple, you are becoming my favorite. You really are. They're they're really knocking it out of the park. They don't spare an expense. And basically Mm -mm. what they do is they turn, from what I understand, people I know in the industry tell me they turn the money over and they don't ask a lot of questions. They let, you do your
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to see what else they come out with soon because um, yeah. I I think they've got a lot of things going for them. Yeah, but yeah, it's guys, uh, it's a beautiful show.
0: Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss it. <laughs>